What's up, family, and welcome to this week's episode of Can We Conversate, the first episode of the New Year, 2024, so Happy New Year to everyone. Um, I'm your girl, Tamika. For those of you that may not know, I am the host and the creator of, well, one of the hosts and creators of Can We um, Conversate, Um, so welcome to this week's episode. Um, This week's episode is going to be entitled, Why Do We Care?, um, and before we get started, before I, you know, go into my whole spiel and kick off, um, what we're going to be talking about this week, um, I wanted to kind of give, um, a disclaimer. So, um, the purpose of this podcast is not to be a podcast of gossiping and tearing people down, no matter their statue of life. Um, the purpose of can we conversate is for, like I've been saying, you know, from the beginning, a place for me and to Leah to kind of talk about some things that are on our mind. Um, We'll touch politics, pop culture. You know, we'll talk about the latest things that's going on, you know, that we've seen on TikTok. I mean, on social media and TikTok and the things that's going around in the world. Um, But when we talk about individual people, be it celebrities, politicians, um, any person that we may single out in a conversation that we're having, it's never meant to tear that person down. It's meant to kind of examine what's going on with them, um, see what similarities we may see in them that we see in ourselves that they may have, um, what we can do better than what they did, and how we as a community, as an individual, can move on, you know, be better than the situation that we may have encountered. Um, So I wanted to get that out the way um, because it may be, you may have some mixed feelings about some of the things that I say in this week's episode. So the idea of why do we care came from me kind of just noticing some things that have been happening on social media these last few weeks. Cause it seems like every week since the end of the year and the beginning of this new year, which is only five days in, it has been something that has been going on that have had people in an uproar from Facebook to um, TikTok to Twitter, which is now X, you know, people have just been in an uproar. They have shared their opinions, their dislikes. And it really had me questioning why do we as a society care so much about what's going on with other people? So I kind of, to kind of start the show and kind of start this topic, I kind of went back and looked and thought about what social media was meant for. When social media was birthed, it was birthed as a place for people to be able to keep in touch with, you know, classmates, um, friends, uh, family members that they're not, they don't have regular access to what may, that may live across the country or your kid was away at school or, you know, your college, you had moved away from where you went to college. So you and your college roommates and college friends weren't, you know, in the same area. So social media kind of gave you a chance to keep in touch with each other, you know, to share milestones and, you know, share recipes or, you know, share pictures of your kids, you know, for your loved ones, a place to keep you in touch so that you didn't feel the separation that space may have gave you. Um, and it was okay kind of to start with, but it turned into this whole other monster when not just regular people were using it, but celebrities and athletes started using it. And then people saw this opportunity and got this access to their favorite celebrity or their favorite athlete or musician. They gained this access to them that they had never had before. Because, you know, only way you can know what was going on in the lives of your favorite celebrity 
was, you know, through the magazines, like People Magazine, Ebony, Essence, you know, whatever magazines that you read that did celebrity news or, you know, watching it on TV, watching the shows on television, that was really the only access that you had into people's lives. But then social media came around and they got Facebook pages and they got Twitter accounts and they're on TikTok and they're on Instagram. And they were trying to be more open and show a side of themselves that people wasn't used to are trying to change the narrative of what people thought about them by giving, you know, their fans and people access to their lives. And by doing that, people kind of lost their mind a little bit. People felt like they could comment on people's lives and tell them where they were wrong and how they disliked what they, that individual was doing in their own personal lives. And I can't, I think that's kind of where we've gotten, we got this like entitlement type thing where we feel like we have a right to tell other people how to live and kind of chastise them for when they're not doing things the way that we want them to do things. Prime example. Well, I have two examples for this week's episode. So I think maybe it was in December, mid-December, first December, first part of December, Simone Biles' husband, Jonathan Owens, who is a football player for, I think he, I believe he's a safety for the um, Green Bay Packers. They did an interview on this podcast called The Pivot. And they talked to him, you know, about, you know, his, his profession. And the burning question was, how did you bag Simone Biles? And he kind of said, you should be asking her how she bagged me because I'm the catch. And oh my God, people lost their mind. How dare you? She's Simone Biles. There's a move named after her. She's this Olympic and um, Olympic gold medalist and she's well accomplished. How dare you say that you're the catch and how dare you say this about her? But mind you, in the interview, she stated that she pursued him. They were on a dating website, if I'm not mistaken, and she saw his profile and she saw something that she liked and she went after and she got what she wanted. So my question was through this whole thing, how people were just so upset with him and how you, you should be calling yourself Mrs. Simone Biles. Like he's not a man and he hasn't accomplished the things, you know, worked hard for the accomplishments that he do have. He does have, but people were dogging him and attacking him personally and professionally like don't nobody even know who you are and how dare you and then the crazy thing was when Simone came out in support of her man people got mad at her and was like oh no Simone we're not gonna let you do this to yourself and downgrade yourself just for him she's not downgrading herself she yes her accomplishments are one thing but she also is an individual. She's a woman who wants to be married and wants to have a family and wants to be happy. And she's able to sit her accomplishments over here and be a wife and a mother over here. Just because the dude feels like he's a catch doesn't make him a bad guy either. And then when she didn't go along and conform to what people wanted her to do, then they started attacking her. So like in one breath, we're taking up for you. We're going to stand up for you. And we're not going to let you do this. And then on the other breath, they started dogging the girl out because she decided to stand by her man. So my thing is, even if you feel like what she's doing is a mistake and that he's just using her, you know, for her money and her statute, and he should be grateful that he has her as his wife. Why do you care? 
Is that your household? Is that your husband? Is what Simone and Jonathan does, is that going to keep your lights on, pay your mortgage, put food on your table, put clothes on your back, gas in your car? No, it's not. So why are you spending, and we as a society, spend so much energy on what other people are doing with their lives? It's okay. Listen, it's okay to have an opinion. This whole podcast is about my opinion. And it's fine to have an opinion, but it's, how do I want to put it? In a certain, you have to use it in a certain way. I have opinions all the time. Lord knows I see stuff on TikTok and on Twitter and I have so many comments and my husband gets tired of me talking about it because I'm like, babe, let me tell you this. And he's like, and he tells me, why do you care? But it's conversations that me and him have. Never have I been moved so much by other people's business that I have gotten on any social media platform and commented about it. Because at the end of the day, what they're doing with their lives is their business. And what I do with my life is my business. And I'm pretty sure that my family and my friends may not agree with everything that I do. I'm pretty sure they don't. Some, you know, will tell me what Tamika, I don't really necessarily agree with that. But then others are like, you know what? That's your business. My mama in particular, she has, she was always, every time I would ask for advice, she was like, you know what? No, you got to make that decision for yourself because you're not going to come back and tell me that if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have did this, that, and the other. So why do we have to impose our views and our opinions on everybody? All of that's not necessary because I don't know Simone. If Simone was my best friend, in which I have told my friends in the past, if you like it, I love it. Because you got to deal with that. If that's a mistake, you got to make that mistake. And me as your friend, as someone that knows you, all I can do is be there for you and help you pick the pieces up. But you got to walk that out. I can't walk that out for you. So that's one of the things that I don't understand about this whole, you know, social media thing and everybody in everybody else's business. So that's the Simone Biles thing. The other one, which is a little, which is newer, but as fast as things have been going in these past five days of the new year, um, I couldn't keep up with all the stuff that's happening because at the time of this recording, some more stuff has happened that I'm not even going, I'm not even touching it. But anyway, so the next one is Bishop William Murphy. So Bishop William Murphy had his New Year's Eve service. And at some point during the service, it turned into a party. It turned into a little club atmosphere in the sanctuary, in the church, where they played swag and surf, and if I'm not mistaken, walk it out. And they did a little walking out. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch the service. I was, I even after all of the uproar, I didn't even go back to try to see what was happening because I followed Bishop Murphy a little while and enough to understand that it was more to that service than just that little snippet that social media was putting out on. But let's talk about it anyway. So once that broke, that, you know, they were swagging surfing in the church and that they were, you know, walking it out, they came out the woodworks. Once again, people losing their minds. And not, was, not only was it just Christian people, but it was people who so conveniently have a problem with the church and have no problem anytime any scandal happens at the church or if a man of God or a woman of God does anything that brings attention to themselves that they don't feel like is holy, 
They have no problem coming out of the woodworks telling you, see, this is why I don't believe in church. And this is why this, that, and the other. And they're so theological when they come out and they love to throw the scripture at you. But do you even go to church? But that's another show. That's another topic. So people are upset saying that this is not what it's supposed to be. This is not what church is for. They're conforming to the world. And this is not, this is the problem with the church that you're too busy trying to conform to the world that you're losing, you're losing God and you're losing the purpose of the church. And I can see that. I can see some of that, but then I also, but then on the other hand, you have the people that say that church and religion is too stringent and it's too traditional that you don't have room for growth and imagination and changing with the times. So you either, you either have a problem because it's too traditional. And then when you have people that try to step outside the box and find other ways to reach people who are not in church, who hasn't, who haven't grown up in church, who haven't seen Jesus, you know, doesn't have any type of relationship with Jesus. When they try to do things that they feel led to do, or they think it's good to get those people to Jesus, it's a problem too. So what are you supposed to do? Serious question. You know, what are you supposed to do? My main thing about this, do I think it was right? I don't know. Do I think it was wrong? I don't know either. Was it uncomfortable? Maybe. But at the end of the day, William Murphy is not my William Murphy is not my pastor. And I don't go to the Dream Center. That's not my church, that's not my pastor. If anybody should have an opinion and if anybody should be upset, are those those people should be his members. They should be if if there's a reason to be upset or a reason to be outraged, those are the people that should be upset because they sit under his teaching. They go to his church. They pay their tithes. They do all the things that you do when you belong to a church. Those other people should be upset. Not me. I don't go to William Murphy's church. I don't listen to William Murphy that often. You know, I see some clips from it every now and then because I follow him on social media. But what he does at his church isn't feeding my soul, isn't doing anything for me. What I'm concerned about is what my pastor is doing and what is going on at my church. Because that's the place where I go and I get fed and that he's my covering. So that's who I'm concerned about with all this stuff that's going on where people are accusing pastors and other people of these things and who they've been hanging out with and what they're doing. That's not my business because they're not my pastor and I'm not sitting under their leadership. And then if they are doing those things, guess what? They got to give an account for that. Just like the things that I do that you do, we all have to give an account for those things. That's not my business. So all the people who have opinions about it, my question to them is, do you go to his church? Is he your pastor? Do you even go to church? If you answer no to any of those questions, why do you care? Why do you care? We get ourselves tied up in so many knots about things that don't concern us that other people are doing with their lives. And those people don't care what we think. Not for real. Not for real. They don't really care what we think because they're going to do what they want to do. Just like you can hear the opinions of people. And if it goes against what you feel in your heart and in your soul is the right thing for you to do, there's nothing that somebody can say to you that's going to make you change your mind. 
you gonna stick to your guns and you gonna see what happens like this um lady on tiktok who talks to god in her skits and she's like and god's like no you don't need to do that and she stands there and she looks at god and she's gonna be like i'm gonna see for myself and that's how we are we're gonna see for ourselves so why do we get ourselves tied up into these knots trying to worry about what other people are doing you know i think my motto for this year, and I've heard other people say it, and people have been saying it for years. It's not like something new or something genius, you know, that I came up with. I got it from somebody else because I've heard it. But I think what we should concentrate on is minding the business that pays us, which means it's being concerned about what we're doing, the decisions that we're making, and how those decisions decisions are going to affect us, our loved ones, and our community, and the people around us. Is what we're doing going to better this place that we call home earth are we bettering society are we bettering our little corner of the universe are we making it better by the things that we decide to do and even if we're not if our decisions blow up in our face in our face are we learning from those decisions and trying to do better and be better that's the question and that's something that me and people in as a society, us as a society should kind of go, go through this world, you know, focusing on, and it's like so much that's going on, you know, now and so much drama and unnecessariness that we really just need to focus on us. Let them people do what they do and let's do what we got to do. Let's make 2024 the best year of our lives let them do what they want to do that ain't our business and it's okay it's okay to you know sometimes just sit back and be like mm, i don't think that's a good decision to yourself and even if it's your loved one you can have those thoughts to yourself like i don't think this is gonna work i don't think that's a good decision to yourself and then if you're right and you're being you know you're like mm, it wasn't a good decision be there for them and uplift them and help them, you know, get over those moments when they've made those mistakes. Because you've made mistakes. We've all made mistakes. I made mistakes. And it's hard when you make mistakes and, you know, people have told you that's not the right mistake. You know, that's not the right thing to do. And it turns out that they were right. And you have to own up to that mistake and look them in the face. Those things are hard. But that's also part of life. Because life be lifing. And we may want things to go one way. And plan for things to go, you know, one way. And life comes in and be like, you know what? Nah, not today. We're not going to do that today. We're going to do it this way. And life be life. And you have to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, you know, and let's, let's try this again. Let's maybe go a different route. But tearing into other people and what they're doing and, you know, making them feel bad for the decisions that they're making or shaming them for doing things that they feel like they were led to do in the, in the instance of, um, uh, Bishop Murphy, maybe he, maybe the spirit led him to do that. And then also what's lost in the conversation with William Murphy, Bishop William Murphy it's over a hundred people were saved. And isn't that the job? Isn't that the purpose is to get people to Jesus? Because like my pastor, and my brother-in-law, my pastor, who is my brother-in-law, would say, it's not my job to judge you. It's not my job to clean you up. My job is to get you to Jesus. And he takes care of all of that. 
He does all the cleaning and all the fixing. All I got to do is get you there. But people lose that, lose that in the conversation because they're so upset about how they got there. And yes, maybe sometimes how you get there isn't the best way, but at least you got there. When you go on a trip, you plan to go where the GPS tells you. And sometimes there's an accident, you got a detour, and you got to go down this um, back road because there's an accident on the freeway, and the GPS gets you around that. And you have to take all these extra detours because there's an accident or there's road work. But guess what? At the end of the trip, you got to your destination. It may have you a little longer to get there, but you got there. And that's the whole purpose. So that's the end of this week's episode. Um, as usual, you know, reach out to us. You can hit us up on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Can we conversate? Also shoot us an email at, um, info at can we conversate? Love to hear from you. Love to get your feedback on this week's episode. Tell me what you think. Tell me if you disagree. Or tell me like Tamika, girl, you were spot on this week. Tell me that too. We would love to hear it. And then any ideas that, you know, you guys may have, um, for the show. And like I said, I think the motto for this seat, this year, this time is let's mind the business that pays us. And until next week, can we conversate?